Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand-new racing app for same-race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Richie, we're going to talk to a good mate of mine, Daniel Norton, uh, Media General Manager at Port Adelaide. He's gone right up the ranks, does a fantastic job. And uh, I know you've got a question about some of his studies a little bit later. But, Norts, how are you? Oh, very good, Wilds. And, uh, Dougie, thanks for having me on. It's a... It's an honour, Wills, to come on your your last Sports Day program on Five AA. The time has flown. Yeah, we've well, we're one of the big names on for my for my last one, and we've got you. But yeah, I mean, we worked together too. I should say to Dougie back in two thousand and four, just after we worked a lot of years together. But uh, yep, it is it's sort of bittersweet. But uh, moving on, Norts, and uh, on to another adventure. So looking forward to that as well. But Port Adelaide, um, interesting year, no doubt. You started not the way you wanted, but you finished pretty well and. You're a very proactive club. As soon as the season's ended, um, all of a sudden, all these names get bandied around. You know, Jack Graham, Willie Rioli, Dunkley. And we were talking about last night, uh, Port seemed to be a destination club. And I wonder if you could give it to our listeners why it does seem so homely. Um, I mean, you go to Charlie Dixon, Alir Alir, uh, Finlayson last year, Fantasia comes to you. Well, what makes it so good, Norts? Well, I can't speak on behalf of what the other clubs do, but clearly I've been at Port Adelaide for 15 years and, and what we have a very good um, ability to be able to do is, is, is welcome new players in from interstate and, and put a welfare structure around them that makes them feel comfortable from the word go. And then they, then they get immersed in the club's um, culture and I guess the tradition of the football club and get a real sense that this is a, a, a community club that's, you know, um, you're playing for a, you know, a slightly bigger purpose than yourself. And I guess you get sort of become part of that, that culture. You, be, you, know, you make friends, uh, friends become family, as Travis spoke, obviously once said when he, when he re-signed yeah. all those yeah. years ago that the club became his family. And it, it evolves from there. And I, I guess once you, once you, um, you know, you're, you're at the football club for three or four years, it becomes very, very difficult to leave. And it's a, it's a really good problem for us to have because, We've created that culture. It's it's taken a long time, but um, you know, as you point out, and as Dougie pointed out last night, over the last eight to ten years, we have become that destination club. Yeah. Which we're really proud of. No, it's one of the um, my favourite grounds to ever play on. Uh, playing league footy was Alberton because you went down there and you knew you had a game. You knew the history, the heritage, and is that what you show the new boys that come in? I mean, you see all the you know the great players that have been passed, and the late Russell Ebert would welcome them. Um, you had all these people that were friendly and tried to just show what you have done over the last hundred and whatever years. I think the beauty of what we've got, David, is we had those icons, those 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 past and present icons, like Russell Ebert or um, Tim Ginever would take them on a tour, or Gavin Wanganeen would be yep. around the place, and they would be immediately immersed. But I think the point of difference with, with Port Adelaide is um, we had this social club, and we've always had a social club there where – the players would drift across and, and suddenly they'd meet the supporters. And I think meeting the supporters and members and understanding what the club means to them, 
then suddenly creates this sense of um, identity within the football club, yep. and each player sort of thinks, "Well, I'm actually playing for this. This is this is real. There's a community of supporters here that really love this football club, and we've even seen it really recently with our AFLW team. And I know we're an hour or so away from the showdown tonight, but the girls have come in and and what they've done, the female athletes, is often they've said to us, there is a real community around the Port Adelaide Football Club that makes you want to play for not just yourself and your own family, but for the broader community. So I think it's an intangible, but it's it's something there that's, that, that, that's real. And, yeah, we're very proud of that. And you touched on the women's, and good luck to the girls tonight in the first show. They're going to be fantastic. As a collective, what has the women's program added to your footy club um, in a very short time. But what impact has that already had that you, you can see going forward? Yeah, Dougie, they've been phenomenal. Um, what they've done is create a, a, a new energy, uh, a new enthusiasm. And, and one thing they've done is clearly made our club complete from a, from a gender diversity perspective. They've actually, you know, you think about a footy club that's 152 years old. <laughs> you picture this, that has been male dominated since 1870. Mm. And then you bring this cohort of female athletes in and, and leaders like Juliet Haslam, Rachel Spawn, uh, Lauren Arnell, the coach, and they, and they fit into this program and they shift everything. They change our thinking every day. They change the way we think about our football club from a more uh, inclusive perspective. And just the energy, the excitement, I mean, and I'm sure when the AFLW program came to the Adelaide Football Club as well, the attitude of the girls, the bubbly, the effervescence, they just want to do everything. They want to, they want to do every interview. They want to be in every photo shoot because <laughs> they just want to promote, they just yeah. want to promote their game. And they, almost in a way, they can't believe they've got this opportunity, which is in a way unfair. They deserve it just as much as anybody. So um, they've created so much energy, um, so much enthusiasm around the footy club, Dougie. It's been it's been great to have them on board. We, we actually produced a documentary that was, was screened on Fox Footy last night called The Inaugurals, which captures that that growth of the program from when we first appointed Juliet Haslam in November last year through to fielding our first first team. It's uh, it's a good documentary if you if your listeners get an opportunity to have a look at it. Daniel, I just want to go back to the uh, talked about before with attracting players to the club. Is that often the club? on the front foot seeking out that talent or is often a case where players look at Port and think, um, make a phone call. Yeah. I want to, I'll seek it out. I want to go to Port Adelaide. Do you you have that information? Are you aware of that or is it more a good play by, um, your club? Well, I think ultimately that's a question for, for Chris Davies and, and, and Jason Chris, but I, I would imagine without being part of those specific conversations that there's a, there's probably a balance. There's, Mm -hmm. it's probably somewhere in between where, they see a football club and they and they and they see a club despite obviously a disappointing year this year. They see a club that is on the rise both on and off the field from a facilities point of view, from a, a, a heritage perspective, from a care perspective, and and then they and then and then they sort of balance that up. Well, is that a club I want to go to? I mean, there is always a, though, a challenge, and you know, Chris Davies spoke about this during the week is. Uh, attracting players from interstate um, come to Adelaide is 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 a big move for coaches or or mm. players who haven't grown up here. So whenever there is a South Australian player that expresses an interest to come back, whether it be you know a Jack Graham, um, you know etc., then the club becomes very interested in at least having a conversation with that player because um, we are we are still a small city, you know, in terms of the AFL market, but we do um, we do consider ourselves still a destination club to be able to attract those players as we've done in the past with Charlie Dixon and Paddy Ryder, etc. Daniel Norton, General Manager of Media at Port Adelaide, our guest. Daniel, you, 
your relationship, I know you love Port Adelaide and you love football in general, but uh, your relationship with uh, Ken Hinckley, Chris Davies, all the, how does that uh, hierarchy work? Um, no doubt when you first went to the club, you were nervous as a kit and now you've been there, you're part of the furniture. Uh, what's it like and uh, how involved do you get? You've all got the different roles, but how involved is it? Yeah, a lot's changed since I first walked into the club in 2008. Wills, when Mark Williams stopped me at the photocopier and said, mate, what are you going to do in the first 100 days that's going to make it worth us employing you? Um, and, and that was, and that was uh, and that's fine. Mark, Mark won't mind uh, no. Mark won't mind sharing that story. But um, yeah, a lot's changed over those years. I've worked, uh, I've worked under Mark, who was just a, a magnificent football person. Matthew Primus, of course, for those, um, for those few years. And Ken Hinckley yep. uh, since, uh, since late 2012. Yeah, the hierarchy... The decision making, you know, clearly sits with Chris Davies. He's he's the general manager of football, but he works hand in hand with Ken Hinckley on on key decisions that clearly um, impact the football program. And then you have a, a list manager that works with both as well in Jason Cripps. From a media perspective, um, I tend to uh, run most of my, I guess, if you if you call it a, a collaborative approval process through Chris Davies. Yep, and that just takes the pressure off of Ken. I mean, Ken's there to coach the team, not necessarily worry about all the extracurricular stuff that happens around appearances or, or player or coach interviews. So generally my close relationship is with Chris Davies, but I, I also have a, um, a really good working and, and friendship with, uh, with Ken as well. Yeah. And we'll just tell me off air, you've done your MBA in sports management recently. Can you just share a bit of light in that for us? Hi Ken, Dougie. Yeah, I was I was very fortunate. I I, I took on the um, I took on the course um, the MBA in sports management through Torrance University a few years ago, and did it part time. And I ended up graduating. Um, my final subject was a was a residential placement they called it over in Madrid, where it's tough for some. But I had to spend two weeks essentially studying Real Madrid, um, the huge football club or soccer club as we call it it was a week before they won the champions league title against liverpool so there was all sorts going on but um the learnings we got out of real madrid from their senior executive team was 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 phenomenal um it it is amazing how great clubs around the world whether it be in an afl industry whether it be in in world soccer they had the same values and their values at real madrid that they taught us was around um respect you know, respect the opposition, respect the referees, respect media, et cetera, et cetera. It was around, um, it was around teamwork. Everyone shares the success, whether you're whatever role you have in the football club. And, um, and the final one was never, ever give up, you know, an attitude of we will fight to the last whistle. So um, they obviously went a lot more broader in that, in terms of their sponsorship, their global partnerships, their digital communication and, and, and evolution. But, yeah, the whole um, the whole masters program was was fascinating, Dougie, and um, and hopefully sets me up to maybe you know move forward in in the industry in the coming years. Well, I think you'll do well. Now we're just going to move track a little bit. Your father-in-law Harry Harpers or Harry Highpants, as we call him, um, and Julie, his wife Julie is a mad uh, crow supporter. Uh, Harry's not, yes. um, and of course your lovely wife Elena. So you got you got a mixed uh, group there. Harry, true or false? Harry can scale. Five garfish in a minute. Now, I know the answer to this. He's the best fishmonger, best scaler, best whatever I've ever seen in the seafood. And I, he, does it without even, he does it without even looking, doesn't he? That's actually false. He, it's not five. He can actually do six now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, is, um, he is unbelievable. He is. A good friend of all of us, Stephen Rowe, has seen him do it and uh, could not believe that he could uh, fill it uh, 
um, a go. You know, he's in. It's uh, finicky a go. It's not just easy. Oh, well, so it's one every ten seconds. Oh. You know, it's just a, an, an incredible gift that he's got. And um, uh, he's up at Edithburg right now, actually, just uh, dipping the rod in the water up there, Will. So oh. I'm sure he's having a uh, uh, a very good time up there. He got me crabbing out there, and it was like quicksand. I lost a sand chew trying to get out, left the sand chew, and then the couple of crabs nipped me. But no, he is wonderful. Daniel, well done, mate. Uh, Port Adelaide uh, looked like they're on the move again. It wasn't a, a great season as far as they're concerned. They finished well, but started poorly. And, uh, yeah, keep up the good work. And lovely, as always, to speak with you. Thanks, Will. Thanks for having me on, Dougie. It's a, it's a pleasure. Have a great night. Daniel Raunt there, uh, Media General Manager at Port Adelaide. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.